Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 102. Here we are back. Uh, we, have, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. I'm Jen. Hey guys, welcome back. How's everything going? Hello, everybody. How is everything going? I'm going to be real right here. I'm going to just come out with it. I don't know if it's... Okay, you guys knew I was doing Whole30 and then I was um, for a week like just going back to my bad habits, not really a hundred percent going back to my bad habits, but like eating dairy and eating pasta and all that stuff. And then, um, I just started feeling so crappy all over again. Uh, and this last couple of days, it's been so hard for me to get out and do my miles. And today I told Eddie, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I just want to cry. I said, so either it's oh, my shit. bad food eating habits and I refuse to admit that it's my eating habits are affecting me like that <laughs> or it's menopause. So either way, like <laughs> that's me being real. Like I just, and I don't like cognitively, I'm like, I'm not sad, but I just feel like I fucking want to cry. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's nuts. Perfectly dude. understand. Yeah, dude. Like just last night. Um, I was trying to sleep and I was really tired, but I kept getting hot and then super cold and then really hot, like sweaty hot. And so like all night I kept waking up and I was like, fuck menopause. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit that yet. I mean, my mom used to complain about that from her mid thirties and I've been waiting. Uh, and then I'm like, damn, how am I going to know if it's menopause or COVID? <laughs> that's a valid <laughs> oh man well i know ah. i'm not at the menopause age yet or i but i know i can like come early to some women but like for me uh i believe i mentioned on the show that i have uh chronic depression and stuff like that and i've been doing fine but with school starting and like responsibilities and stuff like that i just like uh like what was it like yesterday I just like cried for an hour like I just like it was like 2 a.m and I just like I just I was like you know what this is a good time to just start crying and then I felt better afterwards but as soon as I did that I realized like oh shit I'm kind of spiraling so I need to I either need to like I need to organize my schedule better or like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take uh, initiative so that I don't keep spiraling. So on the plus side, hey, I can tell when I'm gonna be slipping into an episode. On the minus side, chronic depression. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think we're all having a lot of feelings right now, and I'm not sure yeah. why. Like for me, I just Sunday I just felt so like uh, like it just was a real struggle to just get anything done. So mm-hmm. I think we're all just mm-hmm. it somehow. It's in I don't know. It's in the air or something, and there's been high winds. So maybe that's it. Maybe <laughs> who knows? It's and I honestly I think it might be the fact because like uh I was reminded that it's going to be a year since like yep. uh the pandemic went like worldwide, mm-hmm. uh like 
because it was like it was this it was discovered it's been more than a year since it was discovered but it's now like officially a year since like it like it hit italy hard it hit the u.s hard and it hit like all of those and it, i just the the other day i actually i played magic the gathering with yair mm. uh matt mm. and miles and i think that might have triggered it because while i was playing it i was enjoying it and i was having fun but i realized that it's been a year since i've played magic the gathering i have not yeah. played magic the gathering in over a year over the year and i was just hit with this sudden like um like i missed commander nights and i missed mm -hmm. talking to everyone that i that i knew right there and like yeah i like i talked to yair via discord and stuff like that and we've done like a couple of video uh, calls between me him nicho and javi but it's like it's i haven't seen yair in person in over a year or Javi. oh wow or like yair. Yeah, I haven't. I I don't think I've seen Yair in person in in over a year, and just that just reminded me that um, um I haven't seen my best friend like in person like in four months, and I was just mm -hmm. like, and I just kept thinking about all the people who I haven't seen in person, and I that just kind of crashed yeah. me down, and I was just like, how like it's really been a year. It feels like I'm still in February of last year, and now I'm I just know. like. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I know. I was just having this exact conversation with Yair the other day about mm -hmm. how for a lot of people, and we were talking about us specifically, our, our memories when we talk about last year are still 2019. It's as if 2020 mm -hmm. never happened and there was nothing really of note to talk about or to remember. And like, we were looking at the calendar in the shop that has, we've left the calendar there. It was, we had a calendar in the shop that was um, our daily events and it was there in March. And just kind of like looking at it was such a, we were joking around how it was gonna be, um, how, we, how we were gonna have to tell people, no, uh, it's not, these aren't happening in March. This is literally like, the the calendar is like when you have those post-apocalyptic scenes where people are just like coming in and they just see how things were left like the day the event happened or whatever that's what that calendar is and i think it was very like sobering to be like it's been a year um mm -hmm. and in some ways it feels like it's gone very quickly because i it's like that whole year didn't exist to me but in other ways it's been forever Absolutely. For sure. All right. What time is it, guys? <laughs> so, es la hora de la cervecita. And I think we need it. Oh, my gosh. You know what? This beer here is peanut butter milk stout. And the art on the can our little peanut butter cups. And I bet you that would be an amazing pairing with this beer. Oh, wow. Oh. And Valentine's Day just passed. So all I that know. discount chocolate. Half off chocolate. Go get it. <laughs> That's, we should have uh, thought about day, it ahead of time. The day after Valentine's Day is the single days, uh, the single people's day. Oh my God, it smells so peanut butter chocolatey and it's from left hand brewing company and uh wow it uh, you know what i picked this up uh 
RIP at uh, Torrance Craft Beer Cellar. Um, again, I picked this up because Rip. it had peanut butter cups and because it's a smaller size. So yeah, this yeah. can is, um, what is it, the eight ounces, whatever. Uh, but it's it's pretty interesting. It doesn't even have 12. And it's a, reg it's a regular Coke size. So I think that's yes. 12. And it's 6.2% alcohol by volume. It's a rich milk chocolate notes team up with peanut butter perfection for a deliciously dark duo. Duo. All right, let's take a sip. Lefthandbrewing.com. It says brewed on the banks of the mighty Saint Rain. I don't That's know where that face. is. Where's Saint wow. Rain? Where is, well, where I, is... I'm not a chocolate lover, but I love me some peanut butter cups because it has some salt in it. Because me too. It's one of my favorite candies. Yeah. And mm. so this one is really nice, actually. Oh, it's very chocolatey smelling. Yeah. It's something I, I, I would call a dessert wine. A dessert, a, a dessert, <laughs> dessert wine. wine, a dessert <laughs> beer. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. You just reminded me. Okay. So like a couple years ago, I went on like this, uh, this like sweets tour uh, that was in San Diego. And this was like a long time ago, but um, uh, cause I was in San Diego for a bit and I was just like, I want to do something fun uh while I'm here and so I decided to take like a small sweet sweet tour like of like popular candy or like chocolate uh places um uh in San Diego and there was one of them where we had like a chocolate tasting with with like dessert wines and I was like wow. I didn't know this existed and it was it was <laughs> real good I I want to go back to San Diego and see if they if they still do that um probably not now because of the pandemic but yeah when you I haven't been to San Diego since comic-con right in yeah. 2019 in 2019 comic-con yeah yep. oh but, wow but when you said dessert beer I could like taste it I was just so like oh that's nice yeah okay. yeah it's so this is a stout I always get confused when we drink porters and stouts which one I prefer um, and I don't remember which one we had most recently. So we had a stout. We did have a stout last episode. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So this particular beer um, is not very, the mouthfeel of it is very watery to yes. me. Yes. The, it is not full and thick and uh, like, uh, a stout and a porter to me usually have like a thicker mouthfeel and like creamy, are right? more like creamy and I want to just say luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like watery beer with a hint of chocolate in it. I don't even taste the peanut butter. Um, I do taste the peanut butter, <laughs> but I do agree in the watery sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's because it's not barrel aged. Maybe I smell the peanut butter, oh. but you I know don't what? taste we, it. We do drink a lot of like, usually when we <laughs> drink stouts or stuff like that, uh, or at least the ones that taste like really rich and like full, they're barrel aged. But I just, but most beers kind of specify when they're barrel aged. I just, <sighs> but not all of them are barrel aged, which, which is a pity. Right. It, 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 it does make a difference. I think it would make a difference in this particular, um, I guess the peanut butter cup flavor and I yeah. do taste the peanut butter but it's like 
in the aftertaste and it's mild but mm -hmm. you're right it it's um it's a little watered down for me but it is strong mm -hmm. the smell is strong though the smell is very strong so yes. it just begs to ask is this an artificial scent that they placed on it is that something that you would disclose mm. in the uh ingredients i'm not sure i'm not completely say on the side natural peanut butter flavor added mm. doesn't say anything natural about chocolate. peanut butter flavor interesting uh -huh. <laughs> it says it's a stout with peanuts and natural peanut butter flavor i think maybe that's why it's so how can you be peanut butter flavor and not just peanut butter I, i'm i what does that mean <laughs> well that I think, means, but that could contribute to the wateriness. Yeah, maybe. And and the very the very big hint in the smell, but not much in the taste. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I'm ready to rate it. Okay, so just a reminder, our rating scale is a five-point scale with a one being flaccid, two being initial, three being partial, four full, and five rigid. I'm not even going to tell you what number six is because I ain't going there and I don't think Sarah is either. <laughs> no. Because um, there go is a six out of five rating, but <laughs> sadly we will not see it today. No, I think I'm going to go initial on this. Uh, I wasn't, mm -hmm. I, I like this. I mean, I was excited because I smelled it, but then once I tasted it, yeah, it, it was just like, it's okay, but it's not Fantastic. I was excited just to see it. It looked like it made my mouth water looking at those little peanut butter cups and the smell. Yes, the smell was very, very uh, tempting as far as like, oh, this is going to taste like a peanut butter cup. But yeah, um, not my favorite. I'm going to agree with you, Sarah. It is an initial for me as well. Uh, Jen, what about you? <laughs> what do you rate the beer? <laughs> I am actually not participating in uh, the <laughs> beer drinking today um, due to personal reasons, but uh, I it doesn't seem like it tastes that well. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to concur with your guys' assessment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 just okay. I mean, I could, I'm glad it's a small can, so not much goes to waste. Oh, Eddie will drink it. I'll give it to him. Yeah. He's, he's the Mikey of, of my stout and porter beer drinking. He'll, <laughs> he'll finish it. <laughs> well, uh, that... How many young listeners heard that and didn't understand that reference? <laughs> give it Mikey. to Mikey. He'll eat anything. He'll, he'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it, guys. An initial all around. All right, guys, it's now for time for Chisme de la Semana. And I have some Chisme. This is Sarah. Um, I heard through the grapevine or, you know, on the internets, I heard that HBO Max has announced a lot of adult animation projects. One of the, I mean, there's a lot of several cool ones like Velma and from Scooby-Doo and stuff like that. But what interests me is HBO Max is confirmed to develop cover like i don't know if you guys know what cover is it's a comic book oh. that is uh creator owned oh. by david mack and brian Mac brian michael bendis and uh brian michael bendis and david mack are adapting their acclaimed dc comic book series cover it's an animated espionage thriller and con and con okay i i didn't foresee that happening conspiratorial <laughs> 
conspiro I can't say that word. Conspirational. <laughs> Conspirational. Okay. We'll we'll go with that. And another conspiracy inducing. <laughs> okay, thank you. Conspiracy inducing love letter to the comic book industry. And it was nominated, if you guys remember, for multiple Eisner Awards. Uh Brian Michael mm-hmm. Bendis will be the one to write the series uh to adapt to the animated um format. And David Mack is signed on to direct. Uh, both are going to be executive producers, and it'll be produced by Rooster Teeth Teeth Studios, which is funny because Rooster, Rooster Teeth, teeth. That's funny. <laughs> I know. So that's mm-hmm. that's what's um, on my cheese de la semana. That is very interesting. Yeah, so I can't wait. I mean, the art and the storyline from the comic book is really good. It's mm-hmm. there's actually trade paperbacks available at your local comic book shop. Uh, but I'm interested to see how they adapt it onto an animated format. Yeah, I'm really interested in all the animated properties that are being made. I I think that with the um, with the success of Into the Spider Verse, a lot of people have been less apprehensive about going that route so it, it's exciting it to me it's exciting i like animated features and and shorts and series so i'm excited to see what these all look like so i'm actually a bit hesitant when you said that there's going to be a lot of adult animations because most adult animation american adult animations are butt fucking ugly uh but <laughs> mr teeth producing it is interesting because currently they they were originally a youtube channel uh, oh. And then they came out with their own uh, and like anime slash animated series uh, called Ruby uh, that got adapted into a manga and that is very very popular online right now. Um, Ruby R W B Y, that yes. one. <laughs> yes, that one. Uh, and so uh, if they're I, if they're doing this, this is I think this is the first time they're going to be hired by a major studio which is like HBO, like slash yeah. Warner Brothers, whatever. Wow. So that should, that's, that's really interesting, actually. Rooster Teeth has come very, very far since their very humble beginnings, I guess. Um, and I, that gives me a little bit more faith in how it's going to be because their, uh, their animated series is very pretty. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, it's now time for our book review. What are we reviewing today? Today, we are hitting up that very bountiful fountain of um, books and stories (laughs) that is known as Chimera Press. And today, we are reviewing what is said to be their most popular title that they have. And it is a graphic novel called Pet Noir. And Pet Noir is about a feline investigator named Leon um, who has opposable thumbs and the ability to talk and is possibly the most dangerous cat in the galaxy. (laughs) Indentured to the security department of Gamma Station until he's worked off the cost of his creation, Leon alternates between harassing his human partner and roommate Devin and fighting sleazy criminals. Yet he still finds time to flirt with the lovely Layla, an exotic Burmese. Will he win her heart? And more importantly, will he win his freedom? So Pet Noir is written by Patty Nagel, 
Um, and interestingly, um, based on her novel called Pet Noir, they took that like uh, source material and made it into a graphic novel. So I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so that is what we're reviewing today. Well, because it's about a cat, Jen, take it away. What do you what do you think about this series? <laughs> I was really charmed by it. I honestly, so I personally always really like noir style stuff, but it's always seen as kind of a very serious uh, genre. And um, uh, and Lord knows that there's a lot of pretentiousness in it right now. So like adding like a cat and like pets and stuff like that, I don't. It at uh, first I was a bit hesitant to read it. Like I knew it was like a popular title, and Chimera hasn't failed me yet. Uh, but I was still very hesitant to read it and to like get into it because I was just so like noir style stuff. So I was I was like, this is what is this furry noir? So I was like, oh, whatever, <laughs> uh, I'll read it. But it's not. It was really it was I it was really charming and kind of endearing while still very much adhering to the noir aspects of the um of the genre so i just i i i enjoyed it uh i i really did that's so awesome i think we're going to do it a little bit different today due to some unforeseeable uh, stuff that has happened in our lives so jen what would you rate this title uh, I am going to rate it three conchas. Uh, I do recommend it. Uh, no, wait, no, let me a minute. I'm going to recommend it two conchas because I know, uh, I believe it's going to be, it's still ongoing. So I I, I do want to read more about uh, Pet Noir. Um, uh, and, but it I it was it was a good solid start and I am very much uh, interested to see more of it. Uh, or if they are going to be doing, doing more of it, I can't quite recall. So, but I, I do highly recommend it. It was interesting. It's, it was an interesting take on the noir genre and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome, thanks a lot. How about you, Kristen? What, what do you think about the book and your rating? So I actually don't know what I expected when I saw the title Pet Noir, but for whatever reason, the noir um, like genre didn't, did not come to mind at all. <laughs> I had no idea what this book was about, how it was going to be, and not until I started reading it and the way that um, Leon would talk and like narrate the story in the little corners and like um, I was reading it in a very like um, <laughs> drunk PI voice. <laughs> 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 uh, because that's what noir is to me and and the more and more I understood where they were going with it the more and more like Jensen endeared I became to it and I liked it it was a slow burn for me because in the beginning I was like what the heck is going on but once I got what the shtick was I was like oh my god I love this <laughs> <laughs> and it took I mean, and this is no blame on the writer or the book itself. I just was very slow to the uptake. But once I got it, I was like, oh, so, and it has all the elements of noir, um, the noir genre. And I just loved it. And I loved the journey that the character wins and the, um, the way that it, everything came to an end at the end for everybody. And um, I also give it three conchas.
All right, guys. So for me, Sarah, I totally love this book. And I know we didn't really discuss the artist, but hot dog, did I just love those big, beautiful cat eyes. <laughs> I, I mean, it just, it, I mean, you know, he's supposed to be a hardcore, I guess, cop kind of gumshoe kind of guy. Yeah. But he's so darn cute. Yeah. Like, he oh, is. So, I mean, Every time I saw the, just the, the art of him and his story of missing his mother and wanting to go home just was like, I generally don't have empathy for animal characters, (laughs) but I did for this one. And I, I was really like rooting for him. Like, yes, go rescue her and go live your lives and be free. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was super sad that they're like, this is your home now. You know, we yeah. paid for you, your contract. So you actually have to work for us for what, five years or four years. And that's a lot in cat years. And and the yeah. his little face, when he put that perspective into my head, I was like, damn, that's, that's effed up. Yeah. But this is a really, really cute uh, book, a cute and just really cleverly written, I believe. And, uh, the artwork is really great, and it um, it takes place in outer space, guys. I mean, wow! How much you got cats, you got uh, noir, uh, gumshoe type of like you know we're going on uh, little spy missions, or you know we're on the case, and it's also taking um, it takes place in space, so it's freaking it's pretty darn cool and there's a lot of like a lot of character developments of a yes lot of there is for a freaking cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we have the humans or humanoid or and even we even have aliens in the mm-hmm. story uh, but we, we come across other animals like rats mice other cats some dogs and yep. it's just like really cool like the different personalities even the cats have like you know, one of them I thought was really cute because the human calls the cat, it calls him, uh, what was it? A uh, cuddles, but uh-huh. like, call me Butch. My name yeah. is Butch. So I thought that was cool. We have some cloning elements as well. Um, it just, it's uh, it's really cool. And um, I just really like it. I think all the characters have like a, an endearing aspect to them. There's a lot of character development. Uh, one of the people that has been transferred to, um, I think it's uh, the GSAC um, department. And it turns out it was the first human that Leon was in contact with. And uh, so, oh, yeah. so there's there's that. There's like some emotional aspects of it. And you see his journey and he, the, the artwork really lends itself to like the actual facial expressions of the cats. So um, I think this is a really great story. And I'm really glad we read it. And again, it's by Chimera Press, so you can actually get the first trade paperback if you go to www.chimerapress.com. And I, Sarah, give it tres conchas as well. And I really, really enjoyed it, like a great deal. And I, I was also on the fence of actually starting to read it because I'm a dog person. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but and then the noir aspect, I, for some reason in my head, I thought noir and I thought more like a... I don't know, like Edgar Allan Poe kind of 
like yeah like maybe even poetic feel to it like Mm -hmm. but I totally forgot about the outer space aspect of it so um it's just really good I think the cases they go on are really thought out and I, I really liked it I really really enjoyed it um so again I'm giving it tres conchas so I think that's tres conchas for the two of us and then Jen gave it two so no, she that, gave it three I thought she gave it three but then she went down to two because she's like uh she wants to read more about the story and oh yeah. I missed that part <laughs> yeah no I but go? but initially she said tres conchas so we're gonna we're gonna validate that we're gonna allow that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so she's that, not here three All right, guys, now it's time for On My Radar. And on my radar, this is Sarah. I come fully prepared today. I'm just like, I want to talk. I just want to talk about it all. You know what's on my radar, Kristen? Writer, creator of East Nana, the Were Spider, Greg Anderson Elise, is going to be on February the 20th, 2021, between the hours of 3 and 6 p.m., He's going to be signing his book at Black Star Collectibles. And remember, we talked about Black Star Collectibles, and we had a small interview on our last episode. Black Star Collectibles is uh, is at address 2700 South Avalon Boulevard, Carson, California, 90746. And if you guys know, Mr. Anderson is actually from the East Coast. So it's an actual particularly special um way that you could actually meet him and and talk about his or actually pick up the book i'm sure he's going to have some there for sale and have him sign um so this guys you don't want to sleep on this this is definitely something you have to put on your calendar because he's here from the east coast promoting his comic book is none of the worst spider and also if you want to go back we were we did a las platicas interview with him for our youtube channel and we also reviewed east nana the worst spider the first trade paperback and we also reviewed showtime um so check those out uh, he's his books are really amazing jen describes them as being similar to a storytelling um as neil gaiman so that's that's a big <laughs> so you guys if you guys are in town definitely check it out definitely uh sign on to come in to black star collectibles and meet greg anderson elise and when was this what day it's february 20th oh so I think okay next uh this weekend coming up saturday yeah yes do you have any okay kristen you have some too yes so on my radar is the fact that DC is going to celebrate Asian Pacific American Heritage Month during the month of May. And they are going to celebrate it um, in a special one shot, like freaking 96 page one shot, um, with wow. uh, act, what's actually going to um, include Asian uh, creators like Jim Lee, Mariko Tamaki, Francis Manapool, and others. And it's going to be a one-shot anthology starring and created, like I said, by Asian and Asian Americans. So it's going to commemorate DC's rich roster of Asian and Asian American characters presenting new tales by some of the most lauded storytellers in comics. 
So this is going to come out in May. You all have time to go to your LCS, put it on your pool, tell them you're interested. Because I'm going to tell you, these one shots um, are generally a little bit more expensive, especially because this one is 96 pages. Um, we just, DC just did a Valentine's special that was about the same size and it was $9.99. And so I'm going to tell you from the perspective of uh, LCS, we would like to know ahead of time what the interest is because it's a higher price book. So that means we are paying a higher price for it as well, because as you all know, we prepay for books. So um, if you are interested in this and you want to uh, support um, these creators and characters, definitely let your LCS know. It is due out in May, which is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. That is super awesome. You know, another one that I meant to read was uh, they call us they call us enemy. Was it by George Sakai? Oh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I never got around to reading it, but now that you mentioned it, May is Asian Pacific um, Heritage Month. I may get around to reading it just to get in the mood. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much. I mean, that's really oh my gosh, that's really totally interesting. So you heard it here first, guys. Get it on your pull list. And now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So today what I have for Juntos y Fuertes is actually an opportunity for some of you budding creators out there. Um, Women in Comics Collective International is launching a new digital literary magazine called Win C Mag. Uh, so uh, WIN-C, I'm assuming, stands for Women in Comics Collective. Um, it's going to serve to highlight the work of upcoming and veteran creative professionals, and they're taking submissions from the general public starting on March 1st. Wow. So you can um, go to their Facebook page, uh, Women in Comics Collective International, and they have a link there um, in their bio where you can learn more about the submission guidelines. And they are accepting original submissions for comic strips, editorial and single panel comics, graphic essays, short story comics, poetry, and prose. And all contributors, listen up, will be compensated. Ooh. So definitely if you are a woman um, or identify as a woman and you want to um, get into the comic book industry or some sort of graphic um, storytelling, here is your opportunity. Women in Comics Collective International. Oh my gosh, that sounds super cool. Like, I don't know. I might throw my little hat in the ring for that. <laughs> Absolutely, you should. Yay. I'm just going to throw it in there and see what happens. Because you know what? That's what a lot of creatives tell us when we do Las Platicas. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a lot more rejections than you're going to get. Um, All right. Yeah. So it's if you don't send your stuff out in the world, it's not going to go anywhere. So absolutely. Oh, so I'm so excited. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's now time for In La Libreria. And today presenting In La Libreria is Kristen. What do you have for us yes. today? So Jen is generally our, how do you say librarian in Spanish? Uh, 
wow, you caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say librería, bibliotecaria. I know, uh, No, wait. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to say mujer de libros. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jen generally is the master of En La Libreria, and she gave us this recommendation because she wasn't able to um, stick around today. And this, let me tell you, sounds freaking amazing. This is a Kickstarter um, for a book. It's an art book called Dames, Warrior Women of Legends. Uh, it's an art book featuring 60 artists around the theme of warrior women of legends. And um, it's a, uh, it's, oh, it's themed around, uh, the book is around that theme and a love for badass women and illustration. So it says inside the book, you'll find more than 60 exclusive illustrations, each representing a different warrior woman from legends all around the world. You will find at the end of the book a quick introduction to each artist and the woman uh, that they illustrated. Um, they have a lineup of 60 amazing artists who have each personally chosen the warrior that they wanted to illustrate for the book. And let me just tell you, they have a, um, a little like uh, thumbnails here of just the artists, some of the examples of their art, not necessarily what's gonna be in the book, but it's all beautiful and amazing. And I actually can't wait to see um, what the, the stuff, the end result looks like. So here is the most amazing part of this um, campaign. It has 16 days to go. So you still are able to go check it out. Um, and they were asking for $25,000, um, $25,477. They have so far 1,325 backers. Get this. They are already at $95,521. They reached their goal of $25,000 in 45 minutes. Oh my so gosh. That's that amazing. For a project for women, by women, about women, that is amazing i i'm so like just in awe of it and it's just uh it looks cool it it just sounds cool and it is just something that i think even if you're not going to back it you should go check it out on kickstarter the um project again is called dames warrior women of legends that is super cool i can't wait to check that out all right, guys, it's now time for saludos. And I have some saludos, guys. I am uh, saludando at, uh, Mia Bunn. Mia Bunn is a um, black woman who created her own comic book called The Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow... <laughs> You can follow uh, the artwork and news about her comic book, The Fuck, at D as in dog, A alpha, underscore, F as in Frank, U umbrella, Q queen, and the number one on Instagram, The Fuck. And The Fuck is a comic book starring strippers, The Fuck. It's a four-issue series. Imagine Nicki Minaj and Cardi B on Jerry Springer. 
It's about SoundCloud rappers and YouTube craziness. A comic book series about ratchet misadventures of two strippers, Lexi and Pimp Sessa. Pink says, Pimp says, <laughs> who are on a quest for easy money, clout, and getting lit. Now, if Jen was here, I'd ask, what is clout? Because I do not clout know. It's like juice. Oh. Like when you have juice, that's okay. what clout is. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, is that a typo? <laughs> There's a latest blog posting, um, and it was just posted, I think, a few months ago. And she says, I'm currently building a story, creating more animations, developing the world around Lexi and Pimp Says. I'm planning to take it on the road and will help build the fuck brand. So you, there's <laughs> actually a website you can go to. It's D-A-F-U-Q Comics Studios. That's the fuck comics studios dot wixsite.com and or you could just uh, google the fuck and uh <laughs> or just follow i just love saying it or you i can, know <laughs> you could search for mia bun that's m-i-a-b as in boy u-n-n and instagram so saludos goes out to her because when else in your life are you gonna hear a comic book about two ratchet strippers I think that's amazing. <laughs> and I actually have the first um, the first issue and she signed it. And I got that uh, right before COVID hit. And it was uh, it, it was like they were doing a signing at a comic shop and I was able to get it. So um, I read it and I just, it made me laugh. The animation is, is so good. And uh, the story, I'm just like, oh my God, I really want to know what happens next. But um <laughs> I'm so glad she's working on animations on Instagram. So if you want to know more about it, definitely follow her on Instagram. So saludos goes out to Mia Bun. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. And just before we end, I wanted to let you guys know that we are still doing the drawing for two free issues, signed copies of issue number one and number two of Lightning Strikes by... Uh, Marcus Newsom, all you have to do is rate and review our um, our podcast on i on Apple Podcasts, or you can do it on Castbox. And if you want, you could also comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that will enter you in the drawing. But you must put a comment in order for us to enter you into the drawing, um, because I think we started this um, this. Uh, this raffle in the middle of February, I'm going to extend it to the end of, to the beginning of April uh, so that you could have a chance to enter in and win these two issues, the first and the second issue signed by Marcus Newsom. Thank you so much for that. And thank you guys for listening. You can find us, you can email us directly at commodicycomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on in, on YouTube at commodity. Comadresi Comics Podcast. And where else can they find us, Kristen? You can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres. You can find us on Instagram at Comadresi Comics. And you can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres, where you can also send us a DM. Don't forget, we are part of this amazing network, podcast network called Period Network. If you haven't listened to any of the other podcasts that are on there, 
um, that are for women, by women, for everyone. Definitely check it out. I binged um, Elaine's, um, <laughs> Elaine's, what is it? Cookbook Cookie for, for the, the soul. soul. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was, I laughed. It was so good. And I have to tell you that I want to just sign off uh, from uh, when we do our Zoom uh, meetings with them. I want, I want them to sign off um not crying hugging you because <laughs> I, I just love that so um definitely listen uh there's all kinds of cool stuff uh and uh, you can find Komasi comics there and you can um check all of the podcasts out uh at periodnetwork.com absolutely thanks so much for listening guys we have been your host i'm sarah i'm Kristen. And then there's no gin. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.